Hello to everyone. Happy New Year. Happy New Decade. Um, for those who are new listeners to the podcast, my name is Dr. Terry, and this is episode 18 of Chat with Dr. Terry, the podcast. Um, this podcast has been my project, my baby, and it is so cool to see its growth, especially this past year and going into 2020. Um, and in thinking of this episode's topic, I remember feeling extremely uncomfortable with the vulnerability that just came along with talking in a mic about my thoughts surrounding the different topics I wanted to present on this podcast, um, and seeing kind of the growth in, you know, how I've had to become just comfortable with the discomfort, Um, So because it's the first week in the new year and as it's Monday, I'm sure the majority of people listening have gotten back into the swing of things and the pace of things post the holidays. And I really wanted to present a less generic 2020 podcast and just talk more about embracing discomfort, like I said, in this new year. So I've entitled this episode, Your Next Level Should Feel Uncomfortable, New Year Edition. So there's a saying that says your comfort zone is a beautiful thing, but nothing grows there. And I probably haven't heard a more truthful statement in all of the statements and quotes that I've heard, really because being uncomfortable, you know, it's cushiony, it's familiar, it's safe. But unfortunately, a byproduct of that is that nothing significant happens there and you never really grow. So just think about it. Um, I have a huge velvet navy blue couch in my place, and it's very cushiony. When people come over, they sink in the couch. They feel very comfortable. They feel safe. But similar to the comfort zone, you'll never get work done laying on that couch. You'll likely fall asleep. And outside of being comfortable, um, nothing spectacular happens there. That's your comfort zone when you're just in this space um, where, you know, movement isn't really happening. You know, when you're comfortable, all it does is maintain, you know, it, it, it maintains your status quo. Nothing really changes. And, um, when you're in your comfort zone, you might have moments of progress, you know, and slight changes that you might make, but this progress often masks the underlying anxiety around taking bigger leaps and bigger risks and bigger steps and facing your fears. And it's easy to make these small little movements and much more difficult to take bigger leaps and lean into the discomfort that those bigger leaps might bring you. In all honesty, if you want what you've never had, you'll have to do things you've never done, which most likely will be uncomfortable. Everything we want is likely on the other side of discomfort. You know, you can think of any category of things, and I can probably guarantee obtaining it might require some level of discomfort. So really, why is discomfort something that we avoid so much? I personally think it's because with discomfort comes a lot of associated difficulties. Um, You know, with discomfort often comes rejection. Think of, you know, putting yourself out there and applying for a new position or presenting something creatively to the world and not getting the response that you desired. That rejection usually doesn't feel good. You know, sometimes with discomfort comes pain, the pain of disappointment with things maybe not working out, maybe trying something new that was uncomfortable and the outcome not being what you wanted it to be or people not being as supportive as you would have desired um, them to be for you. And that could be really painful. You know, with discomfort and doing new things often comes this sense of ambiguity, you know, which is really knowing and and really not knowing and just being unsure with what the outcome of something will be. That unknown can sometimes trigger anxiety, 
which can make discomfort really scary, you know, just not knowing how things are going to pan out. So with all of these potential symptoms of discomfort, what I still know for sure is that avoidance of discomfort for fear of all of the different outcomes will only keep you stuck. And sometimes there's this question of, you know, but what if I embrace this comfort, put myself out there and I fail? And I would really urge you to instead think, wow, what if I fly? And not just fly, but what if I soar? What if the outcome is so much better than, you know, you imagine? You know, I 100% believe that every experience is just that, an experience. No, nothing good or bad or in between. To me, there's no failure. Um, there's only lessons. So the only definition of true failure is when you quit. And so if you're deciding to continue moving forward and you don't quit, then you have that experience. And via that experience can breed so many necessary tools to take you to where this year of 2020 has in store for you. Um, personally, one of my bigger fears in life is missing out on opportunities to grow. And by avoiding uncomfortable situations, you know, by by feeding into my ego too much and not humbling myself enough to learn from others by allowing my anxiety to force me to avoid discomfort, I miss out on a growth opportunity. So I urge anyone listening to be just intentional this year about becoming more open to leaning into discomfort and give yourselves the opportunity to potentially grow. That's actually the worst, you know, that can happen, that you'd have the lesson, that you'd have, you know, an experience to take with you and grow from it. And I really hope people don't rob themselves of that opportunity. And just imagine where you'd be this time next year if you allow discomfort to transform you, you know, to change you for the better, to make you that better mom, make you that better CEO of your company, make you that better professional, the better creative, better partner to your spouse, the better learner, wherever you're feeling stuck right now. Um, A few years ago, I went skydiving. And though I was very much so terrified and really, I probably would never do it again, but the experience was somewhat of a metaphor for discomfort. You know, the only way to soar like I desired to and have that experience was to jump. Sitting in the seat on the plane and even when I was at the edge before jumping, you know, was very comfortable because I felt that I was safe. But as I got to the very edge and the director, you know, started counting down prior to my jump, I became increasingly terrified. I regretted the decision. I wanted to back out and change my mind. But I realized that the only way for me to soar and to have that experience that I envisioned was to jump. And unfortunately, I knew that the parachute might not open right away. But as I got past the initial bumpiness, and being pushed by the wind and jerked side to side, eventually the parachute opened and I was able to soar. Similarly, with discomfort, it might not be um, the easiest or the funnest experience at first, but then getting past the hurdles and getting past the bumps in the road comes, you know, that experience that you've um, allowed yourself to have. You know, some of so much of like what we're wanting is on the other side of the fear of what the discomfort might bring us. But really, if you really think about it, all that you want for yourself is probably worth it. It's probably worth going through those bumps, getting that rejection, feeling that, you know, anxiety and sadness or whatever you're going to go through. 
You know, there's so many ways that you can start to practice becoming comfortable with discomfort. And it doesn't have to be as extreme as jumping out of a plane. Um, And you can, you know, feel free to practice or try some of these simple exercises that could potentially help you become more open to discomfort and just um, get you exposed to it. So the first way could be learning to take a compliment, something as simple as that. Um, For a lot of people, it's easier to respond to a compliment by giving back another compliment to the person and simply taking a breath and saying thank you, whether you agree or not agree, is suffice. It's not necessary to provide a response um, that, that makes it difficult for you just to receive the compliment. So that's one way to practice, you know, being open to discomfort. Another easy thing to do, not easy for everyone, but another simple thing to implement is just trying to speak up in front of people, um, and that can help you get used to discomfort. It could be in front of a coworker, it could be in a meeting, it could be in front of a crowd, it could be signing up for a public speaking event, um, it could be whatever you know you're avoiding, but that could be helpful to help you expose yourself to discomfort. Um, This is something, again, that a lot of people struggle with, even professional public speakers themselves. And I think it's something to practice because it represents that what you think and have to say deserves others' attention, whether what you're saying is good or not, or if others like what you're saying or agree with you or not. And so that could be a way to help you embrace discomfort. Um, Another way of practicing discomfort could be becoming comfortable um, with receiving feedback and just being receptive to critical feedback or constructive feedback. You know, it's very humbling to hear something that might not be the easiest thing for you to hear about yourself, but could be helpful to know and beneficial to your character and your growth or even your professional relationships. Success, you know, a huge amount of success comes with a lot of criticism. And unfortunately, everyone isn't going to always adore you, agree with what you have to say, um, agree with what you're doing. So it could be helpful if you're someone who's wanting more success to become comfortable receiving that feedback and soliciting that feedback. And that could be helpful for your growth. Another way of embracing discomfort could be seen with addressing conflicts and not avoiding them, you know, um, and not conflict in a combative or abusive way, but it could be simply having a, dis- a disagreement with someone. And instead of shutting down or being that person who avoids, um, deciding to talk it through. Again, avoidance often breeds anxiety, which only makes situations worse or bigger or, m- or more difficult to navigate in the end. So kind of leaning into conflict and disagreements and trying to manage it via conversing and really talking about it could be helpful for you. Lastly, leading into discomfort could mean just stating, sorry, just starting, um, starting that project, starting that application for that position you want, um, starting writing that post for the blog that you want to start, um, that thing that you've been putting off due to fear or anything else. You'd be so surprised how just starting and taking a small step can alleviate a lot of the distress we put on ourselves. Um, oftentimes we're overthinking, overthinking, overanalyzing, um, ruminating about things before actually putting pen to paper and starting. And so just starting could be a huge way of embracing that discomfort. Um, in, in kind of helping you get to the next step of what you want for yourself. Um, so for everyone listening, you know, now that it's a new year, it could be helpful to take the rest of this week, 
maybe um, to just to take inventory of what areas in your life could use a little push. And maybe you can consider one thing you could do to socialize yourself to discomfort. You'd be so surprised at what rewards you possess, even by the end of this week, even, or this month, um, and at the end of the year 2020. I can almost guarantee that your future self will absolutely thank you for doing something a little bit differently, even if it's a small thing. And again, as always, I'm so excited, you know, for what the podcast has in store for this year. Thank you all for listening, and I hope to have more discussions.